Welcome back, folks, to Splinters of a Broken Sun. We're back with it. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) We're back with another side story, as you can hear from how organized this intro is. Uh, We are in Gov service again, and we've skipped forward six weeks from the end of their last session, which will bring them up to, if I manage to do my editing properly, right after the episode where they are chronologically starting now. So it'll all be smoothly laid out and make perfect narrative sense. Well, even even if it doesn't, when you publish the official handbook to the Broken Sun universe, mm-hmm. you'll be able to smooth all that stuff out later. Yes, expect that soon from Vanity Press. <laughs> so you were telling me it was going to be a Kickstarter? Absolutely. I was torn between Kickstarter and Indiegogo for that one. Yeah. I think Kickstarter is probably the best since you have so many uh, good rewards like embroidered shirts and mugs and beer koozies. All embroidered with uh, Squall's hair. <laughs> oh, and Pat's face. Both. <laughs> yeah, uh, my face is one of the rewards. and It's going to be like a whole face-off thing. Ooh. Oh, yikes. Yeah, I wonder whose face I'm going to get. <laughs> anyway, enough monkeying around, guys. Let's start the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so it has been six weeks since the ending of your hunt when you uh, had that showdown with Hector and Lean and Esme, and uh, you battled those two superpowered folks who were in charge of another cell of the XCOM. And Dustin, your microphone is making some staticky, squeaky I'm noises. Sorry. I'm sorry. Is it still doing that? Not at this moment. <laughs> Just. God damn it. Well, I'm doing my best, Matt. <laughs> You mean I, Gov, damn it. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you uh, getting into the lore there, Pat. It shows that we're dedicated uh, players here. Well, it's, it's like Legion of Superheroes comics or like Farscape where they have all the made-up swears. Yeah. What the freling frack, as they say. Exactly. So, I mean, listeners, I'm going to be making up a lot of new innovative swear words <laughs> as the episode goes on. So... Just be ready for that and know that they are all my intellectual property. You can add them to the wiki as long as they have appropriate uh, citation. Exactly. Now, do you prefer MLA style or Chicago or APA for that? Uh, I prefer APA because uh, there used to be a t-shirt that said APA and on the back it said always pounding ass. Okay. (laughs) Wow. As good reason as any. So, uh, InGov Service, as you may recall, uses Dungeon World, which is a game by uh, Sage Latora and Adam Koble. It's a hack of Apocalypse World, and uh, it is one of the most popular Powered by the Apocalypse systems. It's a 2d6 where you roll 2d6, obviously, and you add your bonus or penalty to it. On a six or less, you don't get what you want. On a seven to nine, you get what you want at a cost. And a ten or higher, you get what you want. And you get to rub it in my face. I am joined by three folks today. We've got Pat with us. Hey. And we've also got Trudy. Hi. And Dustin. Hello. Now, last time, uh, Pat, you gave us the incorrect but highly entertaining Racklords Rock Twitter for where we could find you. Uh, Is there anywhere else that we can find you? Uh, at the uh, Auto Assembly Transformers Convention in Birmingham in the United Kingdom. Uh, I don't know when it's being held this year or if it is still being held. Excellent. 
about you, Trudy? Um, I don't think there's any place you can find me. Sorry, guys. That's just fine. And Dustin? Um, well, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and all of that, and I'm sure Matt uh, will be nice enough to link that in the description on Podbean and all of that, so I'm not going to worry about it too much. You can find me if you want to. Uh, I'm not your dad. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you can find his uh, excellent blog uh, if you follow him on Twitter at dragon underscore fortress, and his blog is linked from there, and it's great. You should check it out. Oh, thank you. It, it gets me really hyped for when we're doing the Exo Squad part of this campaign. <laughs> and speaking of squads, you have all been recently dispatched to take care of a rising crisis in the deserts outside of Gov's domain to the south of Sector 3, where you were last time in the employ of Governor Denton Young. Since then, uh, it has been six weeks. So what have your characters been doing between the end of the hunt and the beginning of this mission? Anyone like to tell me your thoughts? Before anyone goes, I have the most important question of this entire session. Where's Carla? You will find out in a few minutes. Oh, good. (laughs) That's terrifying. So, um, Zora has just been uh, hunting down heretics, as is her want. Okay, that's exciting. Has she been in Sector 3 or moving to other sectors? Mostly Sector 3. Cool. Now, this is important as well. Uh, how does Zora get around? Does she take one of the big bicycles from the army, or does she, like, ride a goat cart, or does she just walk? God, one of those bicycles sounds exciting. And is also ridiculous. The kind with the big wheel in the front? Sure. Yes. Like the, like the 1910s <laughs> style of bicycle. A penny farthing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be I'm uh, totally, totally down for bicycling through the land. Yeah, the uh, Evangelical Order Cavalry all... Well, most of the cavalry ride around on these big war cycles that are heavily armored bicycles. So, yeah, you can just have one of those. It makes me think of the the fantasy version of that. uh, I think it was Gundam Victory, where they had the spaceships that were just motorcycles. (laughs) Yes, those. (laughs) Tamino. Uh, Okay, and what has Squall been up to? Well, Squall's also been hunting heretics. Uh, He was dispatched on an undercover mission to the circus. Hmm. Uh, because the idea was that the circus was using its its gaiety and frivolity to spread heretical messages coded into the uh, the circus acts, the magic acts, and so on. Goodness and me. Uh, he busted all of them. Wow. <laughs> he, he went undercover as a clown, and literally the entire circus was a bunch of heretics. So he, he got them. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. Uh, yeah, so I guess that must have been a secret faction of the excommunicated, just the circus. They were they were like an independently radicalized. Oh, <laughs> okay, operating outside both systems. Yeah, they they really had no idea what what they were doing. That's why it was so easy to bust them all. Oh, so they <laughs> they weren't actually aware that they were spreading propaganda. Uh well, I mean, if you look at it the one way, it's it's one of those like short answer yes with a but, and you know. <laughs> Yeah, of course. But anyway, so that's why as he he just finished this mission, as he comes toward raging towards uh, the start of our adventure, he is on his goat cart still dressed as a circus clown. Of course. (laughs) It's the circus's goat cart, by the way. He commandeered it. You wouldn't want to take the time to, you know, get out of all of that complex makeup that you had put on. Well, it's more of an issue of it takes all it takes a long time to get that that grease paint out. Mm hmm. 
and uh, he didn't bring a change of clothes. Well, then that's what we've got. Uh, so what has Quanjoy been up to? Uh, Quanjoy and Ramulus have been hanging out at Quanjoy's survivalist compound. Um, and mostly he's just been stocking up on arrows and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just doing bunker stuff. Building more bows. <laughs> yes, building more bows. Drying food out, hiding it mm-hmm. underground. Yes, exactly. And playing fetch with a giant ram, too. Of, oh, yeah. Ramulus needs yeah. to be entertained. He's got to work out all of his energy. Yep. Uh, so when last we saw Quanjoy, it was in an epilogue to an episode of the main game. And you had come down to this big hole in the ground that the main characters had made. And going down into that hole, you had found that they had disappeared into some type of mysterious complex that was unlike anything you'd seen before. And uh, in there, you saw traces of blood on the ground, which Quanjoy, being a clever person, recognized as potentially being useful, having remembered uh, how Lean and Esme escaped through sinking into the ground last time after smearing something red on their face. Um, right. So moments after that, as you are still down in the bowels of this underground complex, it's a mall, but uh, you wouldn't have any reference for that in character, uh, you hear a huge booming noise from the direction of the surface. And then everything starts to shake and rattle, and uh, things begin to seem like this whole place might collapse. Okay, I feel like this is a normal situation for Quanjoy. <laughs> Being in a collapsing building. Mm-hmm. So I um, guess I'm going to try to gather any evidence I can and then get out of the building. Okay. Uh, so you, you've you already gathered what you can find. It's It looks like somebody was trying to frantically mop up all this blood before they escaped. So what little you're able to get, you put into like a, a clay pot and uh, okay. Hop onto Ramulus's back, and Ramulus is able to carry you up the three levels and up towards this borehole uh, where you meet up again with the scouts of the Evangelical Order who were here and saw the heretics escape. All right. And the uh, lieutenant there uh, sort of gives you a uh, salute and gestures towards the borehole, and, and she says, uh, we, we can't really tell what happened up there, but there's a lot of dust. And... Uh, the light's gone. Uh, well, don't worry about not understanding what happened. I don't think any of us are going to understand for a long time, but can you uh, describe to me in detail everything that you've personally seen uh, Well, I, while I, I was underground? It's only been a couple of minutes, but what I saw is I saw that there was some light coming down this hole, this tunnel that goes up to the surface, and now there's no light coming down the tunnel from the surface. Uh, a couple of my folks have gone up there, but uh, haven't reported back yet. Well, uh, should we go after them and see if we can find them? I, uh, if you say so, Seeker. Let's do that, and hopefully we'll all die. <laughs> she gulps <laughs> and uh, begins to follow you, I guess, as you head up the borehole towards the surface. All right. Uh, so yeah, you... let's, let's go to the surface. Uh, so it was... In the middle of the day when you came down here, and it's only been like at most an hour, but there is no light. It looks like nighttime, but darker than that. And and this is just in the regular like topside world where there would normally be a sun or lack of a sun or a moon. 
Yeah. Normally there would either be the two moons or the sun, one or the other. All right. Well, that's different. Um, so just totally pitch black. There, There is some like ambient light from stuff like fires and, and things like that and some reflected light, but it is pretty much just black. It's just imagine a night with no moon. Okay. Um, so there's really not much we can do about that other than, uh, take note of it and be suitably freaked out. So let's go try to find those other scouts. Okay. You and the Lieutenant who is, uh, breathing very shallowly and rapidly begin looking around. And as that happens, we're going to cut over to Zora and Squall on their way to the remains of Madukai's oasis, where the battle was taking place between those heretics you were tracking down and the righteous soldiers of the Evangelical Order, as well as a handful of auditors who had made the scene. You are, let's see, I guess, uh, Zora, you are on your cycle, and Squall, you are on your cart, and you are both heading south through the desert towards this battle, and you are close enough now that you can hear the sounds of combat. Are we in position that we can do like a street race? <laughs> You could certainly try. Uh, once I see Zora heading on her bicycle towards the battle, I immediately like try to get the goats to go faster. Okay. Which I mean, it does. It doesn't work. They're goats. It's, yeah. <laughs> Zora does not react or notice that you're you're trying to start a drag race because. while dressed as a clown. <laughs> while dressed as a clown, I'm sure they said hello to each other before now. I hope so. That would be weird and awkward. Otherwise. Well, I mean, you might not have realized it was me. It's a good disguise. Well, then... <laughs> you might yeah, have just been like, okay, here's another stranger on the lonely road to this battle. <laughs> Those don't look like Squall's goats. Uh, all right. Well, did you did you reveal yourself to Zora, or are you attempting to deceive her? Oh, yeah, I was like, her? hey, it's me, Squall. Don't mind the whole look. It's no big deal. Just, you know, <laughs> let it go. Zora's going to shake her head, but wave. <laughs> I assume we're both headed towards the sound of battle uh, squalls. Is that right? Uh, yes, I'm. I'm headed towards battle. All right. So the the sun is out and it is overhead. It is uh, heading towards the oasis. It's a slightly different path than the sun usually takes, but not enough to be like unusual. The sun's always wandering in weird directions. But yeah, that one's kind of does its thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can see over just over the horizon. There are other strange lights shining up into the sky uh, coming from a shape that is racing in this direction from further to the west, where you can see that column of smoke uh, drifting, not column of smoke, column of dust drifting back down to the ground from where that big hole in the ground appeared. I yell over, it's a bear. I knew they're real. (laughs) Uh, This large shape that is flying through the sky yeah, no, I mean, if I've never seen a bear before, for all I know, that's a bear. It may well be. Uh, it looks, as you see it approaching the battlefield, uh, you can sort of see, imagine a chicken that has been dressed and prepared for a dinner table, like that, uh, the, the, the headless shape with the drumsticks and the feet taken off and all that stuff, no feathers on it. But it's made of metal, and there is like a, a rainbow light coming out of the ends of the drumsticks, and it's also shining different colored lights from different parts of its uh, metal chicken body. That's weird. That's that's new. It's also I, very I kinda, large. I, I kind of expected a bear to have like a head or a face or something. 
Um, so I, I assume that it lands in, in combat, or wh where does it land exactly, and what happens when it lands? It uh, It's not landing at the moment, but huh. you see it, it does like a loop-de-loop, -loop and it does a drive-by of the battle. You're close enough now that you can sort of see that there are some auditors battling with some brightly dressed people. Battling is a strong word. The auditors are slaughtering these people because they are auditors and these are just people. But uh, one of them has got, it looks like, some type of extremely oversized bow and arrow that he's firing at the auditors that seems to be giving them some trouble because the arrows explode every time they strike. Uh, there's another person there with long hair and he's playing a guitar. Um, yeah. And, and he seems to be, his guitar appears to be attached to some large device that's throwing out sound waves that are forcing the auditors back. So we found the bard. You found the bard. And uh, the ship swoops by, and a large glowing fist extends out of one side of it and punches the auditor as it flies overhead. And the auditor goes flying off into the sky towards the east and sort of does like a little twinkle in the sky, and you can't see it anymore. I stopped the goats. <laughs> well, that was utterly bizarre. There are still two more auditors on the scene. You're getting closer and closer, and you see them. The ship comes back around, and it lands. And some people are getting in. Some people are coming out. They run into this ruins of the oasis. You can see the auditors advancing. They're firing at this, uh, at this metal chicken that's about the size of a two-story building landed there. But it appears to have some type of invisible shield that's preventing it from getting destroyed. And someone inside appears to be shooting back at the auditors with uh, the same orange energy that they're firing at the ship. There's an intense battle going on, uh, and then there's an explosion from the oasis, and it begins to collapse into the ground as you arrive, and as you do, the ship begins to lift off again, and another fist comes out of it and slams into the remaining auditor, and it goes flying north right over your heads as the ship begins to fly away, and you arrive at the crumbling oasis. Uh, so the auditor has flown right over your heads at incredible speed up into the sky. You briefly uh, yeah, hear the, a... The wind, the wind is enough to knock my rainbow afro wig off and reveal my signature hairstyle. Right. <laughs> or lack thereof. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's, I've got the hair shaped into like the symbol of Gov on the back of my head. And of course... The That's why I had to wear the wig at the circus. Otherwise, you know, everyone would see my hair and know it's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you hear briefly like a as it flies overhead. Uh, and then, I don't know, if you're turning to watch it uh, fly past, you will see that it flies directly towards the sun. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in such a situation, I could not help but turn and look to see where it was going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you see the auditor slam into the sun, and then it explodes. The auditor or the sun? Uh Yes. Okay. <laughs> the auditor explodes and like parts fly off of the sun. The sun is huge, but the auditor's explosion was also very big. Uh, you might, well, anyway, so parts, five like big pieces go flying off the sun in different directions and several smaller pieces sort of fall off as well. Uh, but the sun stops moving and the light goes out. And it's just hanging there, motionless in the sky, with a hole in its side. 
And the only light that you have now comes from the fires burning at the oasis and the, the slight embers and burning of stuff falling off the sun. That's not good. Yeah. Zora's committing this all to memory um, so that she can report this later on. Squall is mostly just trying to look like a big, brave boy while he quietly freaks out about this. Understandable. Um, so those five big chunks that go flying off, you see one of them flying way off to the west of where you are now. And then there's five more big booms as each one of these slams into the ground somewhere, causing another huge explosion. And the earth shakes each time as these mushroom clouds lit by strange fires from below reach up into the sky. Quanjo, you see this too. That boom you heard from underground, you can guess, was something happening to the sun because these five streaks have now slammed into the ground at different points around the world. Okay. Um, well, that would make sense with the darkness. Um, I guess I'll make note of it as much as I can too. Um, but still at the same time, I'm going to be worried, more worried about finding those scouts if we can. Okay. You want to, let's see, do a tracking roll for, for them? Yeah, that sounds fair. Okay. I think that's something I can do. Let's see what we got. Uh, we've got hunt and track. Yep. All right. You rolled a seven. So you're able to find the tracks of the scouts who came up here. And using your skills as a hunter, you're able to track them towards, uh, across the ground, towards uh, what appears to be a sort of a little foxhole. And looking inside, you see that there are two scouts huddled there, sort of clutching at each other, uh, wild-eyed, looking terrified out of their minds. All right, well, at least they're alive. Um just going to say, you guys have about five minutes to collect yourselves. This is weird for all of us, but we need to get moving. Glad you're okay. They sort of... How uh, do they know how five minutes have passed without the sun to operate their sundials? <laughs> they can count. <laughs> uh, they look up at you and they're sort of like, oh, as, you, as you say, Seeker, uh, is Gov dead? Uh, no, Gov is always with us, <laughs> even when we cannot see them. Are you making like a jerking off motion while you say that? <laughs> <laughs> yep, at least mentally. Are you saying it like that? That's very convincing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how Quanjoy says anything related to faith or gov always. <laughs> People think he's and, speaking like softly and revenantly and all that stuff. And turn, you know, he's irreverently, not revenantly, but yeah. Yep. All no, right. Gov will always be with us. Um, and Gov works in mysterious ways. We'll figure this out later. They, they seem marginally comforted by your words, but more so by your just your presence. And uh, they sort of pick themselves up and dust themselves off. Let's see, Zora and Squall, what, what's happening? Um, Did any of these shards land anywhere nearby? Not that you can see. The closest one is the one that streaked off to the west. But it looks like it went a ways. A ways. Like several days' so journey. There, there's, there's no one left at that ruined oasis or anything. Well, you can, you can see that there is the remains of an auditor and a lot of looks like dead bodies, both of Evangelical Order people and uh, whoever these Revel of Velico folks were. But you could 
maybe like look through and see if you can find anyone alive if you wanted. That's I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna roll up with my goats and check that out. Okay. Zora will follow suit. All right. Uh, so we'll say that you are trying to find some folks here. Uh, that will be a move that I will remember very shortly. <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna ask Zora while while we're doing this. I'm like, have you heard from Carla lately? <laughs> uh, DM, have we heard from Carla lately? Yeah, sure. I think she should have to roll investigation for that. <laughs> <laughs> you you have probably heard uh, from her. I'm I've just I've been out of touch with everyone. I've been at the circus. Okay, so this is discern realities, uh, and <laughs> that is uh, a wisdom roll. So one of you can roll, okay. and the other one can help. So you would add a plus one to the rolling person's roll. Oh, this always you're, goes you're really have well. To remind me how to use roll twenty. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, all right. So who is taking point? It was uh, Squall. You said you were taking point on this. Yes. Okay. So, Zora, you need to roll your aid or interfere, and you roll plus the number of bonds that you have with Squall. Which I think, I think is one. Yeah. Yeah, so you'd roll plus one. So they take plus one, but you also expose yourself to any danger, retribution, or cost, uh, which, well, we'll see. And then uh, if you go into your character sheet, Squall, if you click on... Wisdom? Uh, it should be... Oh, discern uh, Discern realities. And then we'll add one to your total there. Okay. And I got an eight, so if we're adding one, then that's a nine. Okay. So you get to ask me one question from that list that popped up. What here is useful or valuable to me? Okay. You are looking around and you're sort of turning over dead bodies from one side or the other uh, until you get to one and you sort of grab their shoulder to roll them over and you hear them go like... I check and make sure that's not the goat making a noise and then... It's not. And then I, yeah, okay, good. That was my other question. <laughs> uh, you roll the person over and you find that it is uh, a member of the infantry of the evangelical order. Uh, they look like they've been pretty badly beaten up. Uh, one side of their face is kind of caved in as if they were uh, smashed really hard there by something. Maybe the pommel of a sword. and Probably the paw of a bear. Could be that too. And uh, they are alive, but have paws. Hmm. They are alive, but uh, in rough shape. Uh, well, it feels mean to question him now, but I will. I will say, hey, you seem alive. What the hell happened here? Uh, person, their eyes sort of flutter open, and uh, they look at you. Uh, you can see from the part of the insignia that they have uh, that shows that they're in the evangelical order. It also, the insignia communicates a lot of different information, including their rank, uh, the branch of the order they're in and uh, how you would address them. And this person, the uh, insignia shows you they would be addressed as they, as opposed to he or she. Uh, so okay. they, their eyes flutter open and they sort of look at you and then, then they focus and they see your rat tail. And I say, Oh the stalwart. I, I was. I thought that. I thought you were just like ending it there. For a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to see. Like, if, okay. I was going to see if you had a response to that, but. Um, no, I, I'm listening. I can tell that you know this person's face is caved in, uh, so it's going to take uh, some effort to talk. Yeah, it's more the like the the eye area up in the up there oh, that's, okay. that's been so like, like the orbital bone area. Okay, well, that's still. Yeah. It's it's bad, but that's going to make the thinking meet uh, have to work a little harder. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so they're they're sounding sort of dazed, but their their eye their eye that still works focuses on you. Uh, stalwart, you came. I was I was fighting the heretic, but he was so strong. He killed them all. They sort of look around, and there's several other dead bodies, and a couple other that may or may not be dead. It's hard to tell, but most everyone here is dead, and a lot of them look like they were killed messily by being like literally cut apart. The kind of thing that, um, say, Zora might do. Oh, well, now I have my suspicions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I say clearly they could not kill everyone, seeing as you were strong enough to survive, trying to get their spirits up uh, about their their messed up head. They they cough and sort of smile absently. I I, I am at your service, but I am afraid I am not uh, in... Great shape, stalwart. Well, doy, come on. But no, I don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I, I say, you know, just rest. If there's anything you can tell us, I gesture over to Zora and indicate to both of us to to show that there there are two big shots here now, not just me. I mean, come on, I got to spread it around. But if you can say anything that would help us in finding this person, bringing them to Gov's justice, Anything you can think of to help, that's your role now, is just to say that, to let us know. They were they were battling uh, the auditor. He was battling the auditor. His sword was so strange, it glowed. But uh, he couldn't defeat the auditor, but he defeated all of us. And I saw the auditor was beginning to gain ground against the heretic. It was the, the blacksmith boy, uh, Emrin. As the auditor was beginning to finally prevail against him, uh, a woman flew out of the sky. She was purple and pink and green, like the stars that we read about, and she grabbed him and flew away to the west. Hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you. This is... Uh, are we able to summon medical aid? <laughs> like, do any of us know first aid? There is. You know that there's backup coming. More of the army okay. is coming here. But okay. uh, you do have the ability to maybe stabilize this person. Like you have, you're a field medic, as you may recall. Right. Yeah. Actually, I had forgotten that. <laughs> <So> <laughs> thank you for reminding me. Hey, anytime. But, uh, uh, okay. I'm, I'm going, is it possible for me to uh, try and uh, roll something, uh, roll my field medic skill to help this person out and, you know, until backup can arrive so that we have at least one survivor from this? Yeah, absolutely. You can roll your field medic. Okay, I get to work. Uh, what's going on here? Come on. You should roll your intelligence. Or yeah, field medic I'm, should I'm, roll I'm clicking it, and it's just open. And rather than rolling it, it's just... Oh, there we go. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you are able to, with your seven, you are able to sort of apply a poultice to their face and uh, stabilize them by moving them into the correct position you know, elevating their, their head a little bit. You I find the goat from like chewing on their sleeve. Yeah. That's a <laughs> big help as well. And, uh, this sort of stabilizes the, uh, the soldier and they'll probably survive until the rest of the army gets here and, and their whole like actual doctors and alchemists and stuff. Okay. And, and I tell them words to the effect of do your best to stay alive and stay strong until the rest of them get here so that you can tell them that too. Okay. They say, 
Gov, bless you, stalwart. And you, sword, please. Well, didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> My presence was enough. Oh, yeah, that's true. You are inspiring. Yeah. Your, your Zora's... presence inspires healing. Yeah, Zora's <laughs> just saying prayers over the dead. Yeah, yeah. moving around. Yeah, that, 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 that reminds me, what kind of loot can we pick up? <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, there's standard army weapons. You have nicer stuff than they do. Yeah, I figured. What? Uh, how much guild do we get? <laughs> uh, you find one. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm going to hang on to that for when I get to throw materia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you are searching around, you also see the the bodies of the heretics. Uh, they don't really have anything nice on them at all. Uh, their clothes are nice. They have nice, well-made, bright clothes, but most of these are slashed open and bloody and burnt now. But uh, it looks like their clothes were very nice, well-made. Okay. I bumble around in the dark until I reach until I reach Zora, and I ask her what she makes of all this. Zora has absolutely no idea what's, what's going on. Um, she goes, I, I have never ever seen anything like this i think the only thing we can do is investigate to the west are we taking your bicycle or my goat cart why not both true but i don't know if the goat can ride the bicycle <laughs> she just sort of face palms at you let's go <laughs> all right so I'm, I'm on board with that let's go all right so you head out to the west uh it's a it's a journey it's about 10 kilometers to get towards the uh the cloud of dust that's mostly settled from that hole, but uh, we'll just sort of uh, elide that and bought back over. Let's uh, use this moment. A bicycle uh, sort of rides right up to you and does like a one of those cool sliding stops. And uh, the man on the bicycle is, uh, they flip up the visor of their metal metallic helmet and they say, Seeker Quanjoy? Uh, yes, hello. Oh, thank goodness. I didn't know if I'd be able to find you in this. He looks around, sort of like, whatever this is, I have a dispatch from the governor. Oh, thank you. I will take that now. And he hands you a a, a roll of uh, vellum and salutes you. Uh, I'll salute him back and then, uh, I guess, try to find enough light to read it. Yeah, and you could, like, light a lantern or a candle or something. Yeah, sure. I, I'm... Let's let's do a candle. That seems better. Okay. Better for the environment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you light a candle and the bicycle uh, speeds off towards the east now. Uh, and on the dispatch, you see it looks like it was very hastily scrawled, but you recognize Governor Young's handwriting. Uh, it basically says rendezvous at these coordinates. And it's a coordinate to the north. And it says at the rendezvous get further details, but you'll be heading west to secure that sunfall. All right. So I am going to head north as quickly as possible to the rendezvous point then. And I'm sure the rest of these scouts can take care of themselves. I'll bid them adieu. Uh, They're coming with you. Oh, well, they better not slow me down. They they do their best (laughs) as you all head north. Uh, So you've the coordinates in the letter point you up to where on the map I've got rendezvous point up here on this plateau. So it's about, okay. uh, for you, about a five, uh, it's about 10 kilometers for you as well. So it'll take you a couple hours to get there. Okay. 
So, uh, Zora and Squall, as you are racing across the desert here, you see a light coming towards you. The same kind of light that's on the front of Zora's bicycle, uh, a lantern. You're so, okay. uh, I, I'm assuming that's a, that's a person up ahead holding the lantern, or is it a, uh, another bicycle? The, the lantern would be on the front of the bicycle. Got it. It's like a headlight kind of thing. Got you're, it. You're about halfway to where you were going when you run into mm-hmm. this person. And they... Um, Zora's going to stop uh, once she's within um, talking distance of them um, and just see who they are and then figure out what she's going to say after that. Uh, the, the person on the bicycle comes to a stop again and flips up his visor. It's the same guy Quanjoy just saw. Um, he has a very fast bike. And that's like, he's a messenger. So that's his whole thing. He's good at biking. Uh, he says, Sword Jackson, stalwart Lee. Hey. She nods her head. He sort of pauses and squints. Stalwart Lee, is that you? Yeah, no, I mean, it's dark out. It's hard to see. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Your face is... Well, never mind. I have a dispatch from the governor. And he hands you the same letter. It says, meet at these coordinates. You'll be heading west to secure that sunfall. Well, at last we've been drafted to the Avengers Initiative. So (laughs) we'd we'd better head on our way there. Zora agrees. She does not know what an Avenger is, but it certainly sounds exciting. (laughs) Uh, The messenger gives you a salute and then heads back on his bicycle going the way that you came from. So he seems to be heading back to the Oasis, probably to deliver more messages. Hey, uh, don't trip your bike. There there are a lot of hurt people there. Watch out with your bike because you don't want (laughs) to run one of them over. Thank you, Salwart, he says earnestly. I I give a nod. I mean, I'm just doing my job here. That man's got a nice bike. It is very nice. It's a messenger special bike. It's not very armored, but it's fast. Are you questioning your career choice now, Zor? <laughs> well, it'd be nice to have a nicer bike. Well, you, sh- I mean, you know, I don't know if you're allowed to be both a messenger and and uh, the sword, but could ask the governor once we're done figuring out what the hell happened to the sun. Well, I'm happy to deliver the good word uh, of Gov to the heretics. Uh, it looks like we're here, so we don't need to chit-chat anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you can if you want to, of course. I'm just moving your token so that you're there. No, I'm just being funny. All right, so you have arrived at the rendezvous point. Uh, you see on the top of this plateau, there appears to be a hastily assembled camp and uh, lights there as well. So somebody has set up uh, enough that you can see where you're going and uh, they've got these sort of beacons lit and there's a big tent in the middle and you probably wow. you probably arrive about the same time because Quanjoy yeah, I was, was, was going to ask yeah Quanjoy was heading straight there north and had a slightly shorter distance to go whereas you took a bit of a detour but you have vehicles once once we get there you know I see Quanjoy and I give him the signal that we use uh, to greet each other when we're in on our grip to return the grift greeting just you know like hand signals instead of uh sort of carving icons into the post it's your thieves yeah, well it's it's more like seal team six stuff yeah true 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> unfortunately uh, dustin can't see this token that i made for ramulus but the rest of you can I guess is I guess. it adorable it is a ram <laughs> nice Rams can be cute. I agree. I think it's a cute ram. I, th- I think you're not going to find a cuter ram. 
unless, you know, unless you would use an actual picture of Ramulus, the uh, the off-brand character from Beast Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Bless that mess. Yeah. All right. Um, so are we all going into the tent then? And hopefully Carla's there waiting for us. I sure hope so. Instructions. I sent you the picture of Ramulus on uh, Messenger there. Oh, excellent. I am going to open that up and take a look here. Okay, so you're heading into the tent. uh, And inside the tent, you see a figure who is hunched over sort of one of those folding campaign tables. And uh, she sort of looks up startled at the sound of you entering the tent and like is very jumpy at the intrusion. She's like, ah, oh, 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 it's, it's you. Oh, hello. I wasn't expecting you yet. Uh, and it's, it's Carla. Of course it was. I knew the moment she opened her mouth. <laughs> I don't know. The, the first scout guy that, that, uh, Quan Choi talked to kind of sounded like Carla too. Oh, I have a, a limited repertoire of voices, unfortunately. <laughs> You have a lot of nervous, fidgety voice. (laughs) (laughs) Lifetime of practice. Uh, So Carla is... I I wave. I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello, Stalwart. It's good to see you again, Carla. Oh, Sorry, Jackson. Hello. Welcome. So I don't know if you've been outside the tent lately, but uh, something's kind (laughs) of happened out there. I I just got to this tent. So yes, I, 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 I came through the... I came through the this i had okay well we're on the same page then good i had i, I had a to torch and i saw the explosion and but i had the torch so i could i could still see because the, the torch was lit i agree torches are very useful oh good so what the, what's, what's all this you're pouring over uh it's it's a map it's it's a map i haven't seen this one before because it's it's a map of of the wasteland I didn't know there was a map of the wasteland, but the governor gave me this map and said, "Here's the map of the wasteland, Carla. You you got you got to take it to the hunt and and give him the map." Uh, thank you for bringing us this map, Carla. Uh, you're you're welcome. Uh, are Are you accompanying us? Um, yes. <laughs> All right. We'll keep you safe, Carla. I I know. Anyway, so I'm sort of in the, in yes. the background. I'm catching up with Ramulus. <laughs> Zora kind of gives her a reassuring pat and um, then looks down at the map. Uh, so the map is not terribly detailed, but it does sort of show uh, a sketchy plane that uh, is, you can sort of recognize some of the landmarks from where you have been in this area. And you see the plateau is on the eastern edge of this map, the plateau where you are. And Carla has sort of uh, driven a pin into it to show that that's where you currently are. And the map stretches west, and there has been added to it, uh, with sort of question marks, a sort of roughly drawn crater. And uh, there are some paths that you see that are suggested through, uh, through the wasteland there, a variety of paths. You can see from the scale of the map that it might take you a couple of days, depending on which route you take to get from here to the crater. Okay, um, can I use one of my big boy uh, super adult scout skills to figure out the best way for this particular group to go would be? Yes, I think we'll fold that into your take a journey move when we do that. Okay, cool. But what, is, uh, what does Quan Joy do when he's looking at this map? Uh, really just tries to 
ascertain the best way to get there with a Carla, a goat cart, a bicycle, and a ram. And some scouts. And, well, yeah. They, yeah do we, do we have any, like, I mean, I'm assuming that if all else fails, my goat cart is suddenly big enough to, it's like AstroTrain, it can fit all these people we're bringing <laughs> with us. <laughs> But uh, are, are we common, Are we at this camp commandeering any kind of vehicle to get this whole assemblage there, or are we still just, you know, kind of convoying? Uh, Carla came in a cart, so there is a, another cart that's large enough for the, the people who don't have one. Okay. So there, there's adequate transportation, but it's mostly carts and then uh, Zora's bicycle. I think, Zora, you should give your bicycle to Quanjoy so he can ride ahead. I don't think I know how to ride a bicycle. <laughs> I think I think this campaign just turned into teaching Quanjoy how to ride a bicycle. Yes, <laughs> in the dark with no moonlight. <laughs> Roll for parental Quanjoy love. Quanjoy can sit on the back, right? Like it's uh, one of those he can, bicycles. He can, sit, he, can sit, the... he can sit on the handlebars. <laughs> uh, you know, I I have a ram to worry about, so no bicycles for me. Yeah, well, you can. I'm sure you can ride on one of the carts. Yeah. Uh, so Carla's cart also has a sort of a chest, a large chest in the back of it. And she sort of shows you out to it and says, uh, the governor said this is the latest, the latest Sunfall equipment. So you'll need to wear it when we are within two kilometers of the impact point. So that and we don't how long die. is that in miles, Carla? She tells you how long that is in miles. Okay. Well, I just need that for my American brain. Um, <laughs> so, uh, are these like hazmat suits? These, yeah, these are basically hazmat suits. Um, they don't look as fragile as the hazmat suits of our world. Like, they're more made of stuff like uh, leather and ceramics and stuff like that. But okay. uh, they do appear to be designed to protect from contamination. Because, uh, as you would all know, the tales from the last two sunfalls have included anyone going in there uh, too soon after the fall, ending up with a horrible wasting sickness that uh, caused them to rot from the inside out and die horribly. Okay, yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, so that's, this equipment is supposedly going to prevent that. Okay. Um, so all right, I, we're just going west then, yes? And there's no more to it? No one else needs to talk to us? I don't think so. I figure right. if anyone else needs to talk to us, they can just meet us on the way with a bicycle messenger. Those guys are pretty fast. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Uh, when you head back outside of the tent and uh, the scouts start to strike the tent and store it in Carla's cart, uh, you see that the moons are out now, so at least there's some light uh, because it's nighttime. So ironically, it's brighter now than it was during the day. All right. Well, at least Gov's eyes are still upon us. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I, he says that really sarcastically, but I'm like way too into agreeing with it. <laughs> like I do like a little fist pump. <laughs> All right. Um, so Carla just sort of gets onto her cart uh, and she lets one of the scouts drive. Uh, she sort of goes to hide in the back of it with a book and sort of rocking back and forth a bit, reading her book muttering to herself and uh if the rest of you are ready to head out then that's what we'll do i was born ready okay so we are going to determine who takes which role for our take a journey thing okay 
Um, and one question before we do this, can the scouts aid in some of this or does it have to be the three player characters? It has to be the player characters. Okay. So they're all like taking naps while we do this. <laughs> Apparently not earning their paycheck. That's for sure. <laughs> they're, they're helping as much as they can. But these guys um, don't even have compounds or bunkers. <laughs> Some scouts. <laughs> All right. So you need a trailblazer, a scout, and a quartermaster. Uh, as I recall, if you want to use the same jobs you had last time, uh, then it was the quartermaster was Squall, the scout was Guanjoy, and the trailblazer was Zora. I think that makes sense. I, I think that I think that was like how our skills kind of. Mm-hmm. It'll like uh, matched those roles pretty nicely. It's all wisdom. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm a hindrance no matter where you put me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all the right. field medic with a negative one wisdom modifier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, you can all just roll your wisdom, okay. which you can do from your character sheet by clicking on wisdom, I believe. Okay, so the trailblazer's got a seven. No, oh that. God. Oh, no, we lost all our supplies and got dysentery. <laughs> and Squall's quartermaster rolled a one. That's, that's oh, pretty impressive. God. Oh, God damn it, Pat. You rolled well, two I mean, ones. You know, if, maybe if those scouts had helped. Guys, <laughs> make sure I don't throw all the food everywhere. <laughs> <You have. laughs> no, no, what probably happened was the goats ate all the food while I was taking a nap. Oh, dear. <laughs> And uh, I will, of course, roll for Quanjoy. I'm just going to pop this out so that I don't have to keep pulling it up. Yeah, that's what I ended up doing. Hey, a 10. Thank the maker. I, yeah. I think, I think uh, Dustin, you and I managed to switch uh, the number, you know, the random number generator <laughs> luck that we have. Uh, you know, it had to happen to me at some point. I wish you hadn't been on the bad end of it, but I don't care. Uh, it's I'm okay. Take it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've had a good run. <laughs> All right. Okay. So um, for Zora, let's see what happened to my list here. Okay. So basically, uh, Zora, you are sort of taking the lead in your uh, in your war cycle. And, you know, you come across a couple of, like, fallen debris that uh, has gotten shaken loose by the impact. Like, there have been earthquakes, obviously. Uh, as you're moving through the path, you're able to sort of haul those rocks, kick them out of the way with your big, strong feet and all that stuff. You're able to blaze the trail, uh, but you're not able to make it any easier to get where you're going, but you are able to make sure that you do get where you're going. Uh, Quanjoy, with your wisdom and scouting ahead, you're able to find several parts of the pathway as you're traveling that were too damaged to move through. Like they're not, they're not blocked. Like there's a bridge at one point that you have to go over a canyon and it was like falling apart. You're able to find an alternate way around uh, and and so on. So you're able to shorten the amount of time that it takes you to get there by finding a shortcut at one point. Like there's this okay. bridge that's out and you're like, oh, dang, I have to find an alternate route. And the alternate route you find ends up being faster, which is good for everybody. All right. Uh, awesome. Speaking of not good for everybody. Squall, you are sort of making sure it would have taken everybody one ration because it'll take you a day to get there thanks to Quanjoy's uh good scouting otherwise it would have taken two days so um everybody would have only had to eat one ration but uh in your wisdom you decided that you would prepare the rations ahead of time 
so that you wouldn't have to do it again tomorrow. Yep. So that ends up, those rations end up going to waste. So everyone has to well, take up. At, at, least, at least the goats will be fat. Yeah, Remulus appreciates for one way, it. For one, way, for one, we have to eat them. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, Remulus, but, you know. Well, the other I ones, mean, we can't eat the bicycle, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, so that means everybody subtracts two, two uh, uses of their trail rations. And they would have been full when we started the session, so you're down to three. Okay. All right. Um, so what's what's the feeling like as you're traveling through the night under Gub's eyes in the in the dim light that provides? Um, well, I'm I'm mostly bragging about what a good cook I am to one of scouts. <laughs> uh, Zora's feeling uneasy, um, but she's trying to hide it. Uh, she's probably praying to Gov. A lot. Hmm. That makes sense. And since Quan Joy is not really the devout sort, um, he's probably thinking about this. Uh, it's probably freaking him out since, you know, he really didn't buy the sun being Gov's heart or anything anyway. But now that the sun's not there, it's probably causing him a bit of a crisis. Yeah, understandable. It's easy to take things for granted when they're there. Yeah, I mean, Very I'm, true. Speaking I'm of which, con- I'm mostly concerning myself with trying to keep the uh, the NPCs, uh, you know, running up and running, mentally stable. Uh, now that we have Carla in the group, uh, she's going to explode at any moment. So <laughs> we have to we have to kind of keep her stabilized. But uh, you know, and you know, using like. You know, I'm I'm doing the kind of thing where I'm like turning my chair backwards and like sitting down like that to have like a heart to heart team rap session with the scouts and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs>